I like that. That's a solid intro. Make sure I have it. Have it here. <laughs> what accent is that? Okay. Is that uh, okay. here's the earth? Here. Man, it's nice earth. <laughs> shit, shit! The Russians are <laughs> fires and missiles. But I'm late tired. Okay, take a nap and then fire the missiles. It's fucking good. It's an excellent. So good. We don't get anything like that anymore. No, no, we don't. People want the college dropout part two. They want they want the old yay, but I just want the old internet. Yeah, back when it was all like, if you wanted content, it was e bombs world. Do you think that's that's why everybody's like music today just isn't what it was? It's because we're all not nearly as happy as we were back during e-bombs days and break.com days well suicide is up like 40 percent yeah that's a dark 1999 i didn't even, I didn't so. even know about the kate spade thing man what the fuck what do you mean you didn't know about the kate I, spade I didn't thing? i didn't see anything i didn't know that she she killed herself literally like this week how do you live how do you live in today's society chase I, I guess my internet was just like Chase doesn't need this shit in his life, and just <laughs> <laughs> I was riding an ultralight beam and I didn't see it, man. The internet was looking out for you a little bit, huh? But uh, the Anthony Bourdain stuff just like was unavoidable. Of course, it was unavoidable. Anthony Bourdain is like the fucking man, and uh, a lot of people were really, really fucking bummed. So, yeah, it's, that but that's also the other thing. I didn't know it was a suicide until until I until I watched your video. No shit, really? Yeah, I had no idea. All wow. I saw was that he was dead. And I was like, fuck, man, the drugs finally got him. And then, yeah, then I then I watched the video and then read the article. And I was like, I mean, it was the same, but <laughs> it was different. Same, 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 but different. But different. Cool. Let's try that one more time. So, <laughs> very good. So we, the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude. we named the... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Four Ears. Four Ears meaning this show is four ears. And four ears meaning there are four ears between the two of us, between me and Chase. Currently. Currently. Unless something traumatic happens. Hope. Or uh, Katie needs an ear implant. That's right. Got you, fam. Or if, in order to make ends meet, you and I start <laughs> allowing ears, lab ears, to be grown on our necks or something, in order to, you know, like we like work as like a petri dish for stem cell ears, and then I, they like surgically remove them and attach them to people whose ears have been removed. That's where the path of that that email that's sitting in your inbox right now from the weird lab. That's where that path leads to. You got that email too? <laughs> like six months from now, I'm just, I show up and there's six ears just growing on my chest. I think they automatically send it to people who lose their jobs. It's four ears for now, but we're going to leave it open for the potential of more or less ears at yeah. some point. It could be called more ears down the down the line <laughs> or fewer ears. Fewer ears. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so we are now four ears and uh, that's that, that's Chase Long right there. Whoa. And I am Arm and Hammer, and um, we review and talk about albums on this show. Songs, albums, mainly albums. For sure. And uh, it's a mix of 
of current stuff. It's sometimes it's old stuff. But today, today we're going to do an album that was literally just released hmm. within the past 36 hours, maybe yeah. 48 hours. Yeah, I would say 36 before it was actually available in its real actual track listing order that it was intended to be delivered in. Because when I initially got onto, onto Spotify and Apple Music, it was all biffed up. I didn't know that. But the album we're, we're talking about is Kids See Ghost. Kablam! Tell us about Kids See Ghost, Chase. Yo, so Kids See Ghost is collectively, if you haven't heard, is collectively Kanye West and Kid Cudi together. That's their group name. So the same way like Kanye and Jay-Z were Watch the Throne. No, they were just The Throne. They were The Throne. So and then the album the is called Watch the Throne. And now <coughs> now Cuddy and Kid Cuddy. It's it's interesting because they're they're frequent collaborators. But it's it's always kind of like Kanye is it's a Kanye track and Kid Cuddy's mostly just like an instrument. Like think of it as like okay, in in Kanye's um you know closet of tools, he has uh, a keyboard drums um a mixer of some sort some type of kit and then he just has a kid cutty and he's just like all right i need a chorus dope get out here <laughs> hey, easy okay you're not gonna use me this time cool <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of times where he's on a track and it says it's somebody else or That's it's strange. someone else's vocals but kid cutty's vocals have been blended into it it's uh super frequent throughout all of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Huh. It's in 808s and heartbreak. Um, Could you give s- me an ex- example of a song where I I may have been hearing Kid Cudi but not knowing I was listening to Kid Cudi? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't know from the life of Pablo. Of course, you have Father Stretch My Hands, Part One and Two. Yeah. He's in it. That one's a little bit more obvious. Wait, what? Uh, so Father Stretch yeah, My yeah. Hands. That's that's Kid Cudi. Like pretty much all of that. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. The the like the beautiful morning part. That's, yeah, that's Cuddy. Huh. Um, but then if you think of maybe I just don't know what Kid Cuddy sounds like. <laughs> this could be an entirely. Well, that's that's the really cool thing about him. He's very like he's so melodic that you can just mistake him for being an instrument, like literally like something that comes out of machine out of a machine. Huh. Um, but yeah, think about uh, not not monster, but like all of the lights. Mm-hmm. His his is one of those voices that's blended in there. There's probably I don't know the list of names that create the chorus and the vocals for all of the lights is endless, man. Huh? So this album, Kids See Ghosts by Mm -hmm. Kids See Ghosts is the third of five Kanye produced albums coming out, right? I I think it might be four. I think we're, I think we're about the, are we number four? It's it's only four total. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's the, the 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 third of four Kanye produced albums, and uh, that were being released one a week. It started with Pusha T, yeah, with uh, Daytona, yeah, right, classic. Uh, then it's Kanye West's Yay, mm-hmm. and uh, as in Yay, yeah, right? correct. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Correct that, um, and that's how you spell it as well. Uh, and then this Kid See Ghosts, and then finally Nas's uh, Nas's next album. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the name of it is. So. Kids See Ghosts is a collaboration between Kanye and Kid Cudi. When was the last Kid Cudi album? So the last Kid Cudi album, which I was a huge fan of, was uh, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. And that would have been... 
I'm going to say, was it late 2016? Oh, wow. Um, and maybe some of the cuts that you heard from it were like Baptized in Fire, which is a track he did with Travis Scott. Um, and then Surfing, which was a song he did with Pharrell that actually had like a music video with it. Now, the only Kid Cudi song that I know for a fact, and I may even be completely oh, wrong here. Is it Day and Night? Day and Night. God bless. Yeah. That's so. How long ago was that? That was. Okay, so if we're talking when it came out, yeah. it was a while back, probably probably 2008. So it's 10 year, the 10 year old song but is the here's, only here's, Kid Cudi song. Here's I'm the crazier thing with. that song itself is even older than his career. Like it existed before that album. Really? And it like was circulating on Tumblr beforehand. That's really how he got found. Um, so yeah, that that song's super duper old, dude. I didn't know that. So here's if you can't tell by what the first few minutes of this podcast has been like, um, Chase knows like fucking everything about hip hop and rap and the history of these artists um, and their their musical collaborations. He his knowledge of this is encyclopedic. The way that <laughs> that the way that like I'm a CrossFit nerd. I believe you would be referred to as a hip hop head. A triple H, if nice. you will. Uh, nice. So Chase's Chase's expertise is really what we're what we're leaning on here, and then my snarky uh, criticisms is is the second part of it. So here's what we're gonna do: We have Kids See Ghosts. Uh, Chase and I have both listened to it a bunch of times. How many times have you heard this song? Heard this album in the <laughs> past in the past thirty six hours? I would say I've listened to it in total six times. Okay, so we're we're pretty close. I think I've listened to it five times. Yeah. Um, we actually just listened to all of it twice, twice while working out, while working out. So then I'm at six. You must be at seven. That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go track by track. There's only seven tracks. Thank goodness. We're going to go track by track (laughs) and, um, we're going to go ahead and take a look at every single one of these. Some of them are going to be a little more in depth than others, but we're going to break it down. We're going to give you our thoughts, trying to figure out what the hell is going on in this album. Cool. Q. All right, here we go. The first track of this album, Feel the Love. It's called Feel the Love. And it sounds a little something like this. Buy a bundle, fly it out. Bring a friend, I try it out. Ain't no worries finding out. The details as I in doubt. Easily they plays along. Hoping that I play a song. Love to fuck the trap music. Dope money just came along. First of all, please, Chase, let's break it down. Give me give me a little bit of this. So right right, like the headline for this album, like before it existed, should have been or was, yo, Kid Cudi and Kanye coming together dope right but push a t kicks down the fucking door and opens this up and you're just like oh that is exactly that is exactly where i wanted to start this off because this album i remember so i saw it i saw it come out and i remember you and i had talked about this a lot and i was again i'm not super familiar with kid cuddy's work but i'm very familiar with kanye west's work and i was expecting it to be 
very Kanye forward, very Kid Cudi forward. And I was like, all right, well, I'll recognize Kanye's voice. And the other voice that I don't recognize is probably going to be Kid Cudi's. Because, or, I mean, does he still go by Kid Cudi or is he just Cudi now? I don't no, no, know. No, he's Kid Cudi. Okay. So, For sure, he's always Cudi. So, uh, so I was like, oh, I won't, the only, rec- the only voice I won't recognize is going to be Cudi. And then the fucking song kicks off and, and Pusha T is screaming at me. <laughs> Within 30 seconds of this album starting. I love it. And his verse, his his verse is, is really fucking good. Like, why didn't they use this on Daytona? Be- like, what, what, how many verse, how many good verses can this guy spit? You like that? Spit, by the way? <laughs> I Well, f- first I'll start it out as like, push a tease. That, that's just what he does. He's just like, he's very, very lyrical, right? So he like comes from a time when like that mattered. Right, it wasn't about like mumble rap Gucci or just gang, like Gucci your swag gang, or gang. anything. It wasn't that shit. It was just like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna spit some real shit. Uh, and then the other thing is like this is a trick that they that they've known like they've had in their bag of tricks for like uh, since my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because this is like runaway, like version point like two point mm-hmm. uh, The it's kind of like the the cognitive dissonance that hearing push a tease like sharp hard hitting lines mixed with like Kid Cudi's melodies and Kanye's like singing. Uh it just creates like this unique sound and it's like instantly recognizable and it's like I don't know it just doesn't miss. Like they could literally be saying anything. They certainly don't miss so in the song. So you have this big contradiction where like Kid Cudi's like I could feel the love and then Pusha T's like <laughs> you yeah. know, push a T. <laughs> like I'm about to talk about drugs and killing people. Is that cool? Uh so one thing that we talked about um when we did this for Yay last week is this idea that Kanye West plays around with first half, back half, or like first two thirds, last third type of like he has like acts in his songs, and usually the back half is like some sort of a derivation of of the songs that he's producing. The back half of it is usually like a a, a derivation of what happens in the first half of the song. And uh, in this song, it kind it kind of goes. It definitely goes in that direction. Things mm. things shift very aggressively, very quickly. And again, it turns into like Kanye using vocals as percussion or vocals as an instrument. And um, that whole idea of like he tr- like basically the song turns into a trap song mm-hmm. but instead of it being like hi-hats and snare drums you get <laughs> <laughs> and i fucking love it yeah it it's real it took me like the first time i listened to it i was like oh man i wish this was just hi-hats and snares that'd be so much better and then i listened to it the second time and i was like this fucking track is awesome. So, <laughs> so similar to to Ye, they did a, a live stream of the album listening kickoff release party. Not similar to Ye, but similar to what, or not similar, but what I expect from Kanye normally whenever he releases an album, it was delayed, like super duper delayed. They're like, yo, it's, first of all, it's Cali time. Yeah. So it's two hours behind us. Um but they're like, yo, we're going to be launching it. It'll be midnight central time. And I was like, damn, that's late. So I'm staying up, waiting for it. Finally, finally at like 1.45. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it like kicks on, right? 
like the stream's been going, but there's yeah. just been nothing happening in it. Finally, there's like, people standing around. No, it's just like pointed at like this empty like warehouse little area, and then like finally the camera lowers and you see everybody, and there's like a little fire pit, and there's like droves and droves of people, and wow. I was like, holy shit. But anyways, it kicks off and it already like instantly sounds way different than the Yay release. Like you could tell like with Yay, it was very, they very like they took it very serious. They're like, we got nailed this because we brought all these people out to Wyoming. This one was in LA, so it wasn't a big of a right, deal. Right, it was basically like a weekend party. Yeah, people are going to be there regardless. Um, but what I what I noticed and whenever I jumped on, it was getting right to that part where he comes in with the <laughs> yes and. <laughs> And the mix there or the master or whatever they were streaming over the speakers just wasn't as good, maybe. Oh. And I was like, I was a little put off. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I think maybe, <clears throat> I think maybe Kanye missed. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, <clears throat> it, it just didn't sound good to me. And I was like, well, you know, they can't all be zingers. You got to try different stuff. So did you, did you, when it was actually pushed to like Apple Music or to Spotify, you gave it another listen and was your... Uh, was your experience of this different so so luckily i i it finally it finally made it on the streaming services around noon on on friday and uh i played it through an actual like loudspeaker i was like so so much better like the the you could hear the bass in his voice yeah. you could hear like the mixing of of instruments underneath of it and it just gave it like more context rather than him just randomly screaming now that's interesting because I had a similar experience. Like I said, the first time I heard it, I was like, man, I just wish this was hi-hats and, and snares. And I think we had a similar experience in that I listened to it the first time off of my phone. Ooh. No headphones, no nothing. I just had it playing in the background while I was just doing stuff around the house. And I thought it was fine. But again, I was like, man, this would have been so much better if it was if it was an actual instrument. And then I listened to it in my car and I was like, this shit bangs <laughs> this, this song is like it just fucking hypes it like it like yeah, hypes you up and and exactly like um the difference i'll say is like the first time i listened to it it felt very hollow and it just felt like he was dicking off and then i heard it with like the full sound and i was i could hear the emotion and the the range that it takes you through because it st- starts out kind of almost like crazy and just off off the charts and then it gets honed in and it sounds more and more like an actual track like an actual like beat drum yeah actual drum um so yeah uh feel the love very strong starter great great opening for the for the album yeah such high sure. expectations yes and then all right so moving on to the second track which is fire fire i love all something your like shit that. talking it, uh, <laughs> all right it goes something like this I love all your shit talking I love all your shit talking You ain't got nothing better to do with yourself I done proved to myself Back on that ruling myself I got new news to tell Act like you knew you done fail Only to know how I feel And only if you knew how I felt Sniffed a little booch off the nail Threw a mixed message through with the mail Only a few in the fail Little bit off of the real Kid Sea Ghosts, track two, fire. Is fire. Yeah? I thought so. Dig it. I think the big thing about this, what was interesting to me is uh, the first the first track doesn't really bring us 
yay or Cuddy to the forefront. Mm. It's, it's it's like produced. You can tell it's produced by them, but it's really it's it's basically a fucking uh, Pusha T track. It's a basically Pusha T album, uh, Pusha T song. Yeah, 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 for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I even think it doesn't Kanye mention he's like something about I wait, waited this long to get onto this track or something or like waited this long no, to no, like that, hear me on this album or something. That's uh, that the next song. That is. The title track, Kids See Ghost. Oh, that's, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Either way, so, you know, Ye jumps on. He has a he has a really good verse. Uh, he's really energetic. He doesn't do that thing where he kind of, like, starts off talking, but he doesn't do that thing where he, like, talks for a little bit, stops, and then starts rapping. Mm. He kind of, like, starts off talking, but then you realize, oh, fuck, that's the first line. Like, he's actually, that's the first line. He just kind of delivered it a little more deliberately. Yeah. Like, off the beat off the rhythm and then moved into actually rapping along with with the rhythm of the the uh rhythm of the night yeah <laughs> no nah, it's not what he did but you know what i mean so i actually thought it was i thought it was, it was really nice the the cutty plus kanye sound is a lot more clear here than i think in almost any of the other songs on the album hmm. um because it's like i mean i don't know if it's clearer but the the prototype or like the skeleton of the music that they make together is is like very apparent here. It's okay. like uh, you know, real guitars, real instruments. Yeah. Cuddy's voice, and then like aggression in terms of the the lyrical content and like the the rapping generally is aggressive. And I think that's that like kind of sets apart a lot of their collaborations, especially on this album. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh I would agree there. It's 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 really our our first example of what those two by themselves are going to sound like on the album. Um because the first one is, you know, they lean on on Pusha T a little bit more. Um but but what else I would add here is that this is the first time we get to hear any type of like uh rapping from Kid Cudi since Passion uh Pain, passion, demon slaying. His last, his last album effort. So it was almost for me as a as a pretty like dedicated Kid Cudi fan. I was like, oh, yo, it's Scott. Like he's he's here. Here's he's here rapping for us again. He's not just going to be singing the whole time. So that was nice. Uh, I think it's a solid verse. I mean, it's not for me. This isn't like a standout track on the album. Uh, I dig it because the opening lines just uh, it's just Kanye saying. It's a I very love all Kanye opening line. Yeah. <laughs> um. And definitely the melody is good. So what this track does for me is it's it's a good example of kind of like how Watch the Throne is. Watch the Throne, like every track on there is solid top notch. Some of them are kind of like maybe I'll skip it, but it's still really good if there's not like, like I would still take this over anything else that would come up on my playlist. Sure. So that's how Fire feels for me. It's like it's strong, but nothing to like write home about for me yeah i wouldn't say it's the best track on the album um i have i have a couple i have a couple songs that that are are fighting for that spot yeah but uh fire is not one of them it's definitely it's it's a good song though um my overall reaction to the whole album i think was more positive than my first reaction to yay like with yay it took me a few times listening it to be sort of like more into some of the parts of it and with this album i feel like even the first time through i was like oh 
that was a really good album. Hmm. And there's like maybe three or four of these seven songs are like really good. So, so that's interesting. I think, I think your your opinion and your your initial take is similar to that of everybody else on the internet. They're very like they're like, man, this is quality throughout, and it's objectively good. Like they're like, this is a good album. I dig this, and it's only going to grow on me. Whereas with Yay, people are like the fuck is this or, <laughs> or they're like he's lost his mind or there was a very small niche that was just like i dig it right and then right. it grew on everybody throughout the week and they're like i get it it's good um i i, I had kind of the opposite reaction first first listen through i was like it's like i don't know what i was expecting but this is this is okay at least i have yay at least i have yay <laughs> but like upon for further listening it's just like there it's just different um i still i still really like this album uh but i i put yay above it but i think that might just be because i'm more of a you're just like a huge yay kanye fan a huge kanye and his current mental state <laughs> fan <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up man i hope you don't lose kanye that's real dark we're gonna move on yeah so <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note <clears throat> this next track this is like a sample from like 1963 is it really yeah that makes sense it sounds like it is it's like like christmas song it also sounds like it's a christmas song but uh you know okay i'm gonna save my thoughts on this because i want to i want to definitely play it all right here here's here's the next track track three on kids see ghosts fourth dimension fourth dimension down the chimney he will come with his red big smile and you'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style. Oh, what is Santa bringing? Oh, I'm bringing you first and It feels so good, it should cost. Brought an alligator, I ain't talking Lacoste. Made me say, uh, oh. Like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross, uh-uh She seen to make me always feel like a boss, uh-uh She said I'm in the wrong hole, I said I'm lost, uh-uh She said I'm going too fast, I'm exhausted Now drop to your knees for the offering This the theme song, oh something wrong Might need an intervention for this new dimension That's too new to mention, won't fit in a sentence If I get locked up, I won't finish the sentence Okay, okay. <laughs> I can't fire. I can't listen to this song without a huge fucking smile on my face. It's it's almost impossible for me to listen to it and not rap along with it. His Okay, so um I I don't know how Okay, so this is one of the songs on the album that is basically constantly fighting for my attention as the best song on the album. It's it's by it's like definitely top 2 for me best slash favorite songs on the album and listening to this through an actual stereo something that has the ability to give you a little bit of bass Mm -hmm. is fucking mandatory because (laughs) mandatory mandatory (laughs) it's fucking mandatory I don't know what that's a reference to. I don't know either. But it's now a reference on into itself. It's a reference to this, but it is <clears throat> it is fucking mandatory because you need to hear 
that transition of when the bass and the kicks actually come in it yeah. is it's yeah. a life-changing moment <laughs> yay drops master p and rick ross in the same verse for the culture <laughs> it's and i mean that's right i'm not even not master even getting p into saw, <laughs> there's no way he didn't see a 80 percent increase in all of his streams for like ooh ah that you remember that song yeah Guarantee you, he just like Kanye just easily made Master P at least next month's rent, dude. Not even, not I, I. I'm hung up on how good the production and the beat of the song are. The first verse, Kanye's first verse, is all time. Like I, I don't. I mean, like to me, it's it's one of like his top ten best verses he's ever done. It's it's super dialed in, and that's the biggest difference between this and Yay. Yeah, you can tell, you can kind of tell it was like written and made in maybe a week or two weeks. Whereas this, it's like, oh shit, I think he sat down with pen and paper. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like like your boy tried to like map out some stuff. I don't know how long he spent on these verses, but it's definitely not the, he like, for for instance, at the end, if I get locked up, I won't finish the scent. Like, that could have easily been on Yay. That comes out like, if I get locked up, I don't, like, he just finishes it with like making noises. Whereas here, like, right, he's got everything he has figured that, out. He has like the punchline already to his set, set up, up, and it's it's incredible. The fr- I remember, I very clearly, vividly remember hearing him hearing that line the first time and stopping. I was like, I have to hear that again, and just like <laughs> pulling back like ten seconds. I, was, I just need to hear him say that again because it's delivered and written so perfectly. I, I mean, like, it blows my mind. There's so much talent involved in writing good rap it blows my mind that we haven't rung that dry yet people are still coming up with like awesome setups and punches and this like ability to to like turn a phrase in an unexpected way Mm -hmm. and it's it's incredible like i don't know if kanye actually wrote that who cares though like if someone else wrote it still it's 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 absolutely incredible I'm, i'm gonna say based off the lyrical content that this is definitely like a homegrown Kanye West like line. He said, <laughs> he's, like, it's just blatant, like, bought an alligator. I ain't talking Lacoste. I ain't talking and then he Lacoste. goes straight, <laughs> straight into like talking about other like sexual things. It's super, it's super duper like everything that Kanye like likes to talk about. Sure. Right. Um, so I, I would say it's safe to say he probably wrote this one himself. But th- like you said, it's beyond the point. And then Kid Cudi like delivers a really dope verse in the in the next in the next uh next whatever next line. Right. Um, yeah. All Out Fourth Dimension is definitely a top contender for the best track. For it's, sure. It's a song that will for the next fifteen years be on like workout playlists on hangout playlists, on work playlists, on party playlists. It's like eminently playable. You can play this song in almost any scenario, barring maybe like a funeral or an actual wedding ceremony. I mean, you can play it at both mine. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> it really it's like it's a song that can fit in in any situation and and everyone will be like, "Oh fuck," like, you know, bouncing their head <laughs> along with it. You know, lean with it, rock with it type style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's something that makes it very hard to boycott boycott Kanye. It's a, <laughs> you can't you can't boycott Kanye. Kanye's canceled because he's spitting fire like after this, this song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Okay. So uh, so we're we're three tracks in, and then uh, moving on to track number four. Free. Ghost Town Part Two. Hell yeah. And uh, it sounds something like this. Check it out. Guess what, baby? I feel free. And you know damn well. He lit me up every time that I fell. It set me free. You should quit your job to this. Scoop. Uh, yeah, Kanye West, Kid Cudi, Kid C Ghost, Track Four, Free, Yo. Ghost Town Part Two. And I just, I think it's wild that Kanye and Kid Cudi both have the same exact reaction to Ghost Town Part One that we do, except they recorded it and made a fire follow up. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me that's not how you sing. Ghost Town Part One, just like bellowing free at the top of your lungs. It's just like they just recorded it and they're like, "Yo, let's keep it rolling." That's ex- that is uh, that is one of the things I noticed about this song more than any of the other songs on the album is that this song had that uh, spontaneous feeling that a lot of Ye and even like Yeezus had. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like this idea, like. I feel like they wrote and recorded this song this past week. Yeah. Why they're in the studio, like vibing to yay or like brainstorming. It just felt, it just feels like something they're like, isn't that fucking sick? Like people loved yay, isn't it? Oh yeah, cool. Let's listen to it again. And then like, they just kind of, they, they themselves riffed off of the old, the work that they put together on ghost town. And that's interesting because to me, the whole thing, the whole thing is like, quit your job to this song. Like that is, that might be <laughs> the best line of the year 150 <laughs> percent so applicable too i was like damn i wish i had a job to quit yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fascinating because you know i've i don't think i've ever heard a rapper put into words sort of like the effect their song has on the listener as well as that line does for this song and listen this isn't my favorite song on the album i actually think it's like I think it's fine. I think it might be one of the weaker songs on the album personally, yeah. but it's, it's a good song. And the, the feeling really, if, if you look at it as a connection with ghost town, the feeling that he's talking about, he fucking nailed it. That's exactly what this is. This song is like a, I don't give a fuck. I will run through this brick wall. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do the fuck I want. That's what this song is. Like, it's such an interesting it's such an interesting way for him to be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just crystallize the exact feeling that this song has. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm going to lyrically deliver it into your fucking ears. Yeah. It's incredible. Cardio audio. Let me jog your memory. <laughs> uh, yeah, you definitely hit, hit the nail on the head with that. That's the line, man. Like you should quit your job. The like the emotion that he says it with is very of the moment. Like he sounds like a guy that's just like yelling at you on the street, <laughs> trying to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> you should quit your job to this. <laughs> 
that's a good that's a really interesting visual i would love love to see the music video for uh free ghost town part two is just kanye and cuddy as homeless people like instead of panhandling they're just playing the song in the back and yelling the lyrics at people through their wind the car window they wouldn't be homeless for long <laughs> but uh, other thing to note from this track is like super dope use of ty dollar sign once again that uh so so whenever you hear a kid cuddy singing his portion of like because you know how like the track's almost split in half where it's like it om- you almost think the track ends and then Kid Cudi comes in and he's like, I don't feel pain anymore. Guess what? I'm free. Uh, Kid Cudi's like carrying his chorus all on his own. But Kanye, for the first part, brings in Ty Dolla Sign to do the free part. And it just sounds so much more rich. And it's just just sounds like a perfect extension of what I imagine Kanye wants himself to sound like he's like man i wish i could sing like ty dollar sign fuck <laughs> it i'm <laughs> i'm gonna use ty dollar sign's voice and then like only give him inside the like pamphlet credits like it's not going to be an official feature where it shows up as like kids see ghost part two featuring ty dollar sign it's like nope no <laughs> yeah he's like hey you want to ghost voice me cool sick thanks so, bro so yeah this this track honestly like kind of made it more clear to me that like ty dollar sign is just what kanye wants himself to sound like when he sings interesting and that's why he's so heavily featured on t-lop and why he's featured on yay a lot and why he's featured here a lot he's just like the best version of what kanye imagines himself singing now what other examples so on life pablo for example where where was ty dollar sign so the the track fades probably fade the last track oh yeah is probably where you hear him the most clear is that him saying that yeah really that's that's ty dollar sign yeah wow that's Dude's great got range. post got malone's great on that as well too so is it really? it's kind of like blended huh. yeah posty wow you know i'd never thought this is an aside i thought i'd never heard post malone rap <laughs> but he and he has like a really big song right now it's yeah like a huge song he has right now. two humongous songs and i was like huh He's unavoidable. He is unavoidable. I was like, oh, I have heard this song. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, also, getting back to, to T-Lop, yeah. um, some comparisons between this and these last two, last three efforts by, by Kanye. These have been very, like, um, is the word insul- insular or um, isolated, maybe? Mm-hmm. These are very, like, you can tell these were all made with the same handful of people, just like My Beautiful Dirk Twisted Fantasy was, where it was a very select group of people that Kanye wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they were popular. It wasn't like they were the biggest names. It's like, it's Push T, it's Ty Dolla Sign, it's Charlie Wilson, Kid Cudi, um, this Valley guy, um, and most deaf um, as well, or whatever he's calling himself, Yasin Bey. Um, it's a very small group of people, and it's like, does not care what the current moment or the current culture and, and the hip-hop climate is. Whereas T-Lop was very much like, Okay, I need Travis Scott. I need Post Malone. I need Ty Dolla Sign. I need this guy. This guy. I need. He like you know had everybody. Weekend, Frank Ocean, like all of them were on it. The people that are very of the moment. And I think for that reason, that T Lop won't hold up over time. It's going to come across as always being something that came from 2016. Interesting. So, so I think these two will age more like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, where it was just like oh shit like these people came together and made a super group right a super album right interesting yeah i i I can see what you're saying i mean i don't i didn't know all those details about it but i think your analysis makes sense in that 
if your music and your your features are all sort of grounded in what is popular at the moment you're basically making a bet that they're going to stay popular or they're going to continue having an effect on music for years and years to come whereas like something like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like that thing's timeless like it's it's like a it's a work of art that will sit and continue to be a work of art for tens and tens of years to come until robots kill of humanity and you know then they're just going to be bouncing around to Jesus. So for sure. Do? Um, all right. So <laughs> we got we got four tracks in and now we're coming again to the back half. And the same way I feel like the same way that uh, Kanye takes the back half of his songs and turns the production into something a little unexpected. I think we see that happen a little bit with the back half of this album, particularly the last two tracks, but starting with Reborn a little bit. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into the last three songs here. Track five. Reborn. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Ain't no stress on me, Lord. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm on me lord i'm moving forward keep moving forward keep moving forward so this <clears throat> these last three tracks um already like on on most of the hip-hop communities online are like kind of being hailed as like a, a like a religious experience of sorts it feels like it yeah. If you li- the same way I felt like the last three tracks on Ye, they needed to be those three songs. In they that needed to order. be in that order. And I feel the exact same way about the, the three songs that close out this, this album. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, Reborn is just like peak, peak Kid Cudi. It's everything that, I mean, you're not, you're not a big Kid Cudi fan, or at least you don't, you're not too familiar with his work. But it's everything from the album that Day and Night was on, uh, Man on the Moon 1. It's everything that was good from Man on the Moon Part 2. Um, just blended together and accentuated on one track with the added bonus of having a dope-ass Kanye verse in the middle. And then just going straight back to it and letting him vibe. And it kind of closes out with almost like, uh, his latest effort, like the uh, Passion Pain and Demon Slaying ca- type of cutty, where it's just repetitive, psychedelic, kind of feels uh, tran- transient. Um, yeah, dude, it's a it's it's, it's really a pretty dope. dope dope track. It's a very dope track. I think um, you know my my impression of Cuddy. If if you'd ask me to give you an idea, like my idea of what type of music Kid Cuddy makes, my interpretation of it would be this like. Um, almost like inspirational, hopeful, transcendent type of music, right? It's it's very it's a little repetitive, but it's melodic, and his his tone, his lyrics, they tend to be about uh, like growth and mm-hmm. overcoming obstacles and like that sort of thing. Like not in like a weird like dopey way where it's it's like this is a self help song, but it's like a type of song that's anthemic. Yeah. 
and that's that's the that's, that's exactly what the feel is here. It's, that's what his fan base is. It's like it's it's people that you know, no matter where they're at, they're going through some shit, and they've discovered Kid Cudi, and he has helped them in some way because he's very he's very um what's relatable mm-hmm. in his struggles like mm-hmm. alcoholism, drug addiction just general depression life's tough he comes from fucking cleveland ohio where everything's a prison anyways correct so like it's 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 very uh, you can identify with it yeah and i think i think when i listen to this song i hear an anthem i hear especially the way that he put together the hook the idea of being reborn right is like something that people can sing along to and yell along to in in their car like just like fucking i just got out of finals and i feel reborn or like i just got out of this shitty relationship i feel reborn like for sure it's just this thing that fits so well in so many different situations and he it's put it's put together and written and produced so well that it it just feels like a timeless like this song i feel like could have come out like you said you know, it, it takes some of the best stuff from Man on the Moon, part one. And I was like, yeah, the song feels like it could have come out 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like it it's still timely right now. Yeah. And that is unique. Not a lot of songs do that. Yeah, I think I think this, this song is a good example of uh, the Kid Cudi that we have right now. Someone that feels like he's conquered all of his inner demons. Like, is still cognizant of them. But feels like he says in the song he feels reborn he feels optimistic positive and he's moving forward in the light uh whereas in the past kid cuddy's been very much like i'm in the shit i'm gonna be in the shit and everything's dark and gloomy but i'm gonna try like i'm on a pursuit of happiness i'm on a pursuit of happiness this feels like he found his happiness right because pursuit of happiness is the other song that that he's like to me he's like most most recognizable for yeah for sure that song's a banger yeah (laughs) Um, all right, so now track six. Whoop! This is one of my favorite things that al- that uh, artists do sometimes. By the way, is they they make uh, they make albums named after their band, and then they put a song on that album that is the same name as their band and the same name as their album. And right here, right now, this is what we're seeing. Like for example, Foreigner. Foreigner has the album Foreigner and the song foreigner and it's incredible so this is the the art the artists kids see ghosts on their debut album kids see ghosts with the song kids see ghosts just moving around kids see ghosts sometimes kids see ghosts sometimes kids see ghosts spirit well, it took me long enough to rap on this strong enough. Pay the shit, just gonna give up. Cause Jay just gonna live up to everything that sucks to you and us never enough. Thought I'd be clever enough to give up while I'm ahead. I like breakfast in bed, but I love breakfast ahead. For anybody who said that I was better off there, told them don't ever leave nothing that you ever read. Got a Bible by my bed, oh yes, I'm very Christian. Constantly repenting, cause yes, I never listen. Don't like being questioning, don't like being less than any of your competition in any of my professions. So I gotta guess. Kids see ghosts. Chase, give me your thoughts. What are you thinking here? <clears throat> so this is my outside the next track. It's like a tie. But these are my two favorite cuts from the album. Kids see ghosts. Like, first of all, it opens with most deaf singing that part. That's most deaf. I did not know that. He's just saying kids see ghosts sometimes. Whatever spirits. First of all, it's like, where the hell's most deaf been? Like last time I heard him on a track 
was when I was eagerly waiting for the life of Pablo to drop and Kanye finished SNL and he goes, yo, the life of Pablo available every, everywhere right now, Kanye West.com. And I went and it was just a recording <laughs> of most death, <laughs> wherever the hell he was in Africa, just talking to Ye. It was like his voicemail to Kanye. That's incredible. That's the last time I heard most death. And then he shows up on this and just delivers like a great, a great chorus, a great hook that opens the door for like a perfect distillation of what Kid Cudi and Kanye together is like perfectly dialed in lyrics from Kanye, awesome melodies from Kid Cudi and insane sampling. Yeah. That's I, why it's called Kids See Ghosts. Like they're like, yo, what do we call this? They're like, well, if we want to be remembered for anything, <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> Probably. I mean, the the way that the way the song kind of flows and the way the song um, just sort of it, it's it doesn't it just progresses like, you know, what I mean, like the song itself is is kind of the same. The, the drum beat stays the same. There isn't really a break at mm. any point until the very end of the song. But it is able to si- to sort of like drive itself and grow within its own boundaries. Like the sort of the sort of transitions between cause it most def says starts it off, mm-hmm. but in the middle of the song, it's not him that's saying kids see ghosts, right? Like it's not no, him it, singing the hook. It's it switches to Kid Cudi for the for the middle part between so as soon as Mose finishes up his portion, then it's Kid Cudi sings the actual chorus. Then it's Kid Cudi's verse, chorus, and then yay. And that's why, like, so you have Mose, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi again, and then yay. And that's why yay's opening line is like, it took me long enough to rap on this. Oh, that makes sense. So it's like buried. Like the fir- first time listening through it, like I didn't even catch like how late it took for him to come onto the track. Right. It's like four <laughs> minutes into the song. It's or something like that. He's yeah, already it's a jump again. Yeah. And, and for me, I think this might be like without a doubt, top five, uh, of, of Kanye's verses I've ever heard. Really? It's just, it's just insane. Like how it fluctuates all over the place. Um, yeah, for sure. And then at the end, it's like, so like, I got it pulled up here just to like reference specific parts. So you have like um, him talking about himself. Then you have him um, talking about uh, like sexual matters because that's, you know, classic Kanye. Kanye. Um, Then you have him kind of talking about how he's a Christian. Yeah, that's right. He has a Bible. And then also like talking about how he's a bad Christian. And then you just have him at the end, like bragging about how he has all these properties all over the world. <laughs> and then it, he laughs. <laughs> it might be the most Kanye verse of all time. It sounds very Kanye. Yeah. And then it trans it goes back and then it's uh, most stuff rapping the chorus again. Not, not Kid Cudi. Yeah. It's a great track. Dude, it's solid. It's not as good as the last track though. Yeah. That's what I think. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this guy up with the final track. On Kids See Ghosts, Cuddy Montage. God bless. Fight running back in the fell trap, then when I'm the soul, that can hear me holler. I'm caught in the gang, see I'm all strapped, and it can't move, and I'm singing lower. Heaven gonna hit me, cause I feel the world, and I'm here, be trying to keep it steady. 
Ready for the mission, God sign your love on me. Save me, please. Take the world alone, let me go for so long. Ain't nobody you can hear a word. First in the night, looking out nowhere. Where is all money hitting nerve? Pain in my eyes, anytime I find I'm stronger than I ever was. Here we go again, God sign your love on me. Save me, please. Mm -hmm. Cutty montage uh, is like to me tied with Fourth Dimension, like mm. best song on the album and slash favorite <clears throat> song on the album, and it is uh, it's like this tight. It almost sounds uh, like discordant when it first starts off. Like it sounds like the guitar is out of tune, mm -hmm. and it, the chords it's playing don't really flow very well, and it transforms into like this organically transforms into like like something like pursuit of happiness or something like reborn where it's this inspirational feeling like this uh this um transcending its own sort of boundaries just to be what it's all about and also i had no idea kid cuddy could rap that well because the songs i know him from he doesn't really rap that much on pursuit of happiness or yeah. day and night. And I had no fucking idea that he was that talented. Yeah. Cause his verses are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. These are all things that like kid Cudi followers know. <clears throat> the other thing that diehard kid Cudi fans know is that Scott Meskety, kid Cudi loves Kurt Cobain. He's, he's infatuated with Nirvana. He's infatuated with that whole aesthetic in that vibe <clears throat> and s like so much so that he created a whole album that's like a a, a a fake attempt a real a real attempt to make a fake nirvana album what yes yeah, so I it's called <clears throat> so it's called speeding bullet to heaven and if you haven't heard of it you're like most of the pop you know most of uh most of society because it was just genuinely like not genuinely generally written off and thrown away like everyone's like this is hot garbage <laughs> and does not deserve to be anywhere and i was in the minority because i thought that there was some really brilliant things on speeding bullet to heaven and it might have been just where i was at the time i was listening to a lot of national at the time <laughs> so sad it was like sad <clears throat> chase yeah and this is like if you listen to this um you definitely knew that there was some things really wrong with Kid Cudi. Like whatever he was going through at the time was like, oh shit, didn't get better after Man on the Moon 2. Like they went south. They went real bad. Something bad happened. So he created this, um, and there's a lot of like uh you could just you can just feel the influence of of Nirvana on there. And there's a lot of guitar, a lot of Kid Cudi playing guitar, there's a lot of uh experimental stuff. There's skits from Beavis and Butthead, like originally written skits for the album. So it's pretty cool. Like huh. the, it's a very long album, but if you listen to it from front to back, you get to hear these cool like Mike Judd uh, skits huh. that he wrote for it, talking about the album and talking about Kid Cudi. Very dope. If you're like a music head and want to get into that, highly recommend. And that's it. called Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Yeah, Speeding Bullet to Heaven, and it <laughs> it has uh, has Kid Cudi on the cover, 
uh, out of focus and it looks like the Mr. Krabs thing where the world is spinning around him. <laughs> I don't know what it, what existed first, if the meme existed or if this cover existed. But I bring that up because the sample that you're talking about, the chords that sound out of whack and out of tune are very out of tune because it's Kurt Cobain. Oh, no shit. It's a sam- sample from one of the one of the tapes from Montage of Heck. Uh, it's oh, a song. Wow. Yeah, it's a song called "Burn the Rain" that you can listen to on on Apple Music or Spotify, um, and you hear the, ex- the exact same chord. Like, there's very very little done. They just threw it into a loop and added some effects and shit bangs. Yeah, that shit bangs. I think that's a good way of describing it. So, what's really cool about this is like, Kid Cudi couldn't pull off "Speeding Bullet to Heaven." It wasn't a commercial success, and there was like no really good singles from it. Because I don't think he had a mastermind like Kanye behind the production. To board. polish it into, into what it should have been. Ju- he just didn't have the team to distill that idea and make it awesome. But he did have the vision to be like, there's something here. There's a guitar with this Kurt Cobain dude that I love. And if I can blend some rapping and some melody over top of this, I know this will be fire. And it's just it's awesome to finally see three, four years later like something that's a polished version of that yeah this is a this is a fantastic song it's a song that will um i think in a lot of scenarios similar to reborn similar to fourth dimension it's just something that can be listened to in a lot of different situations it's something that finds its place in a lot of different situations it's a more sort of down tempo it's not like a slow song but it's definitely not as energetic as as some of the other songs no and like the lyrical content like kanye took this song to really be a statement on how he feels about gun violence um like his whole whole verse like as fire as it is and as slick and as well polished and as entertaining it is as it is it's uh it's all like you could definitely tell where he's a guy from chicago that is just tired of seeing you know, the body count from his city. Um, so it's, it's super sick and it's kind of a weird way to close out the album for me. I think this, this before, um, before kids see ghosts would have made more sense in the lineup, but that's, that's just my opinion. Possibly, you know, it doesn't have, um, it doesn't have like the hopeful turn that you would expect, but I also don't know if this album has, that type of a narrative structure built into it Mm -hmm. other than these last three songs i feel like it could go almost in any order um but these i mean it is an interesting decision to end the album with this i wonder what was behind that like why end it with this as opposed to kids see ghosts because kids see ghosts would have like just fucking put a button like just close it stamp it plaque it on the wall no one ever touched this we're just going to be listening to this for the rest of our lives type thing nailed it and uh this this it ends and it kind of takes like a like you said like a political turn it takes like a turn almost like a little bit of a depressing turn like Mm -hmm. it's hopeful but it's also like hopeful for the change of a pretty dark thing like the entire song kind of feels kind of dark um and you know i think i think there there's probably some specific thought process behind why that is but yeah i mean it it just closes out with all so it's it's not only kid cuddy and kanye on this track there's another another collaborator that kanye uses quite a bit called uh his name is mr hudson 
Um, he's on All of the Lights. He's on 808s and Heartbreak quite a bit. Um, he's on a he's on a Jay Z album actually, but uh, all three of their voices are blend, blended together at the end, and it has that awesome effect where it just sounds like it's uh, it just feels very full. If that makes sense, really yeah. like, fills the whole spectrum of what you can hear with your ear. Um, but it ends with them like you know, uh, just shine your light on me, save me, please. Um, so I, th- I think maybe that was their thought process is like, this is very much like a group therapy session for uh, Cuddy and, and yay. So I feel like they felt confident that this was the best way to close it out with that kind of like that, like just them asking, asking to be saved and for the light to continue shining on them. Yeah. Um, I imagine if they would go on tour with this, that this would be the song that just goes on for an extra, like, five ten minutes right <laughs> you know right i wonder um if there's a reason um you know where this ends with kind of like that that turn to the political you know the next upcoming album we're expecting is from nas mm-hmm. who is a very political rapper I mean, that might be a little bit of like a like a like know, a segue like a segue type thing just like throwing it up a little bit but I don't know. Either way, what are your thoughts generally on the album? Yeah, on the album, this man. The more the more I talk about it, the more I listen to it. it just keeps growing on me. Uh, but I'll stand by what I said earlier um, that this is this is right after Yay for me. So beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Jesus or Yay at this point. I was trying to see Kids where you're see going. Ghost, okay, and then probably graduation, the life of Pablo, somewhere in there. Wow, um, I have no idea where I would rank this. It it stands out in a really unique way for me, mm-hmm. and I'm not 100 percent sure where I would put it. Yeah, I know I have no idea where I'd put it in Cuddy's uh, uh, discography because I don't know anything about it. Um, but I also just don't know where I would put it in Ye's discography because it's so different from anything he's ever done before. For <laughs> For me, this is this is the best version of Kid Cudi, best uses of him all around. I just wish there was more of it. Sure. Whereas Ye finished, and I was like, okay, I'm content. Where this one finished, I was like, shit, I need like six more, five more songs at least, guys. Interesting. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. That is uh, Kids See Ghosts, the collaboration album between Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time with yet another episode of Four Ears. You you don't want to say bye? No. Fuck these guys.